Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about uh, mental health, uh, especially we touch topics uh, for companies. Uh, everyone, welcome to our show. Good people, even bad people. Don't, don't want to discriminate them. Bad people, yeah, you can listen to our show as well. And today uh, I'm excited to discuss this topic with Jonathan Dunn. How are you? It is great to be on your show, my great friend Anatoly, and crossing the borders with technology. Freaking honored to be here, my man. Great, great. You know, um, I think that uh, my main direction is digital marketing. But the last time I started to learn more about mental health, about uh, environment, uh, I can uh, explain why. You know, uh, I, I think that uh, I had this experience uh, when uh, a few uh, players, uh, uh, good players, you know, left my company because of a toxic environment. And uh, mm -hmm. I decided to learn more. Uh, I felt that... Um, you know, uh, adult people can discuss uh, between uh, others and uh, find uh, what's going on, but uh, it's not the case. It's better to create this uh, positive environment. That's why, yeah, I'm excited to discuss with you. Okay, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to take this topic. I mean... I my work has always been my ministry, and that ministry has always been caring about people, and it always felt like the right thing to do. And as a survivor of intense childhood trauma, uh, the way forward to heal your own traumas is to create meaning from it. So founded the Dream Leader Institute, and uh, it's all about helping people through their own traumatic experiences uh so that they don't transmit the trauma and having really healthy workplaces where people feel safe and um it's been an amazing an amazing ride and uh i've always known it was a very important topic and now the world is finally catching on as i told you backstage in america 4.3 million people quit their jobs last year for a variety of reasons but one of the primary reasons being workplace health is largely in the tank. Gallup came out with a report, I guess it was about six months ago now, their annual workplace health report. 78 people, 78% of people are basically disengaged and dissatisfied with their jobs. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's actually a very easy fix, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thanks for sharing these insights. And, you know, I think that um, uh, easy to fix. Uh, it's the main point when, uh, why people will uh, listen to this show. And uh, uh, can you share where to start? For example, uh, I have a company and I want to create the best uh, positive environment or the best possible positive environment. Uh, where to start? I need to talk with my employees. I need to listen to them. Can you share your insights uh, where to start and how to continue this? way. Yes. I'm going to imagine you have a vision for what the greatest version of your company looks like, or you're orchestrating that. I mean, the first part is you need to define, put it in writing, make a constitution for your company. What is the greatest version of my company? What's my mission? What's my purpose? What are my core values? 
What are my daily action steps? And then what you need to do. And it's very simple. Okay. And this is amazing. I go to businesses all the time and they go, well, I want to be the greatest version of myself. And I say, how are you going to get there? And they usually start talking about like smart things like technology and my website and my marketing plan. And I go, you're overlooking the most obvious thing. Organizations exist for the people. That's it. So if you want your organization to be the greatest version of itself, then you've got to have a lockdown commitment of helping each and every individual who works with you become the greatest version of themselves. Simply in that process, you achieve what you're looking for by really caring about people. And if I said, hey, and, and by the way, people sometimes are worried this is going to be forceful. But it's not. I say, Anatoly, do you see any downside at all to reaching your maximum potential as a human being, as a dad, as a husband? Do you see any downside at all to reaching your full potential? Mm, I think, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, mm, I have a lot of things what I can fix, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and where I can improve. Uh, and uh, I'm not perfect. And I know mm -hmm. that um, I can't be perfect, but I can uh, have the goal to be perfect, you know, to uh, try to get this goal. And yeah, I think a lot of things I can fix. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's better to be to be honest, you know, with that. Absolutely. Uh, Nobody's yeah. perfect and that's okay. And that's part mm -hmm. of a healthy workplace is everyone understanding they're perfectly imperfect. But what is, how would you define the greatest version of Anatoly? If you were to write it in a couple sentences on a piece of paper, what would the greatest version of Anatoly look like? I think the greatest version is to listen to my employees more time. Uh, listen to them, uh, try to decide their problems as maximum mm -hmm. as possible and mm -hmm. uh, serve them. You know, I think that um, all leaders, all uh, bosses should uh, to take care about their employees first. Because if you can't care about them, uh, it's it's hard to achieve any results. Even uh, it's not only about money. It's better to think more about uh, happiness you know uh, <laughs> why we are living for to be happy you know and of course i wanna uh, have this positive environment uh, around me uh, when you uh, see happy people uh, when you uh, cooperate with them you can achieve much higher results uh, and of course i wanna encourage and empower others to go ahead uh, to uh, i don't know like to change uh, uh, generic attitudes uh, to uh, create something new, unique. Yeah, it's my vision. Yeah, no, and, and money always follows value. And if you're everyone's happy, that's a good thing. So you become that, okay? And then you have your vision for your company, what the greatest version of it is. And if you went to each and every team member and you asked them, is there any downside to being a little bit better each day than you were yesterday? They would all say, absolutely not. And you'd say, well, what's your definition? And they would share their definition with you. 
just like you shared yours with me. And by the way, your definition was absolutely gorgeous. And it was better. Like leaders always want to like cast this, cast that. This is who you need to be. Your definition was way better than anything I could have ever come up with. And not only that, it was your definition. Now, as a leader, all I'm going to ask you to do is own that definition. And I'm going to be there to support you along every step of the way. We're going to hold one another to that higher standard of what your definition is. And each and every one of your team members, they also have their very own definition, which is better than the definition you could give them because it's in their heart. It's theirs. They're going to own it. And then once everybody establishes that, it's all about holding one another accountable to that. And it becomes a very healthy workplace. And then the second thing, you know, why do people want to become something beyond who they already are? Why? Because they imagine a brighter future. So then as a leader, you clearly define what the brighter vision of the, of the company looks like also known as the dream, also known as the goals, also known as the strategic plan. As the leader, you clearly define that. You clearly model the behaviors to get there. But then as a leader, you go to each and every team member and you say, hey, would you like to have a brighter future? What does that look like? Well, I want to give you a social contract that by showing up here each and every day, it's very important to me that you achieve that because I don't believe as a leader that a paycheck is enough. I want to care about you deeply. I want you to know that by giving this company a third of your life or whatever it is, it's very important for me to know what your dream is. We're going to do monthly check-ins and we're going to talk about progress on what your definition of greatest self is. And we're going to talk about the progress that you're making on your dream and thirdly, I'm going to ask you how I can help. Or you bring in an outsider to handle that aspect so that you can focus in on growing the business and you have someone on staff that's helping people achieve their greatest version and who's helping a person achieve their dreams. And people go, are you oversimplifying it? And I go, no. I go, we went into a, an Audi car dealership, which hadn't made money in seven years in the middle of the pandemic. And I sat down with the owner of the company and I said, Tom, we're going to break all sorts of records here. Every salesperson is going to become a record-breaking salesman and you're going to make money. I need you to give me 60 days. And he goes, I think it's all ooga-booga, but we're desperate. We haven't made money in seven years and Audi's limiting how many cars they send us. We'll give it a shot. He goes, well, how do you intend doing that? I said, Tom, I'm not even going to ever once talk to them or teach them anything about sales. Because if you want to be a great salesman, it accounts, it all it, it equates to is being a great person who actually cares about other people. And when you care about other people, you're helping them solve a problem, which is what sales is. So 60 days in, I've got the letter on my hard drive. They broke any sales record in the existence of the company. And they actually finally had a team and we never talked about sales. We talked about the dream of the company. We talked about the dreams of the team members. We talked about what the greatest version of the company is. And we helped the team become not the perfect version of themselves, but better versions of themselves 
they're breaking records to this day. And it's even hard to get, it's even hard to get cars right now. Work with a mortgage company, 55 people. They did 154 million in 20, 2019, 2020, which was the first full year of coaching the organization. We grew to 230 million on an annual $5,500 coaching client contract. And all we did was we shared the dreams of the company. We found out the dreams of the team. We shared the greatest version of the company. We helped the team become greater versions of themselves. We're, we're now uh, in our next year of coaching. $5,500 investment in caring about people led the company from going 154 to 230 million. Yeah. It's that simple. You have to help. If you want to have a healthy workplace, you have to help people explore their potential. Otherwise, you ain't got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you share more insights how to do it? For example, uh, I think that um, most... Uh, and who is responsible for that? I mean, like uh, a boss of company, uh, HR, or... Uh, uh, it's better to hire a specialist who can uh, encourage others, you know, uh, to unite goals. For example, company might have uh, own goal uh, to increase revenue or something like this or grow business. Uh, employees might have other goals, you know, to uh, increase their salaries, uh, yeah. uh, to be happy, to have more time with their families. Yeah, that's okay. You know, how to unite uh, all of them in one goal and who can uh, impart, impart, uh, encourage people, you know, to go ahead? Well, I mean, look, it's a great question and it's unique for each story. Uh, I always recommend that a company brings in someone who it's their specialty. If you want to achieve greatness, you bring in people who desire to be great and people who have already walked the path. But, you know, I've trained people to do it in organizations who are in HR I've trained leaders of companies who wanted to do that and make it their role. You know, it's unique for every situation. But, uh, you know, Anatoly, in America, we, uh, we play football as well, except it's not, you know, what we refer to as soccer. It's we what we refer to as football, you know, throwing the pigskin. And there is a program called the Alabama Crimson Tide. And many years ago, they hired a gentleman named Nick Saban to be their head coach. They hired Nick Saban for impact. They hired Nick Saban to win uh, national championships. And Nick Saban is, you know, people wonder what separates, you know, at the end of the day, there's only five choices to make in life. You can choose to be bad. You can choose to be average. You can choose to be above average. You can choose to be good or you can choose to be world-class. Well, Nick Saban chooses to be world-class and win championships. So Nick understood that every player he was recruiting into Alabama has baggage. Just like I tell every business owner, when you hire someone, they're bringing baggage. You can pretend it doesn't exist, but you're what we call delusional and swim in a river called denial. Or you can acknowledge 7.5 out of 10 people walking the earth have lost trauma or betrayal in a primary relationship and they're carrying around with them. And just because you're a leader and you powered through it doesn't mean that's the best solution for everyone. So what makes Nick world-class is 
He's brought into Alabama to win championships. That's what he's brought in to do. So he brought in a guy named Trevor, who was a colleague of mine, and Trevor handled all of the people issues and all of the baggage issues so that Nick could focus in on what Nick was there to do, win titles. And he won five in the first eight years. And the people who donate to the university, the customers, they're very, very, very happy. So I tell business owners, you know, we go through a process. You can bring in the Dream Leader Institute. We'll coach up all your people. We'll manage all those issues. We'll manage their dreams. We'll work as a liaison between you and report back to you. Or if you want, because I also believe you could largely do away with human resources departments if you dealt with a dream department. And uh, I said, I'd be happy to teach one of your staff members to do that. It's whatever way is best for you. But, you know, we show them the process. Like, you know, I was in Oregon all last week. I was embedded with the company all week working with a team. And uh, the plan there was to train up a culture officer to do that. That's what they were going to call it. But then uh, his people connected with me so well. Uh, he said for this first year, I just want you to do it and have someone in observation, kind of your, uh, you know, mentor, mentee. And I said, that's a great solution. But a lot of people do think it's all weird. A lot of people do think it's all Luga Booga. So we got to show, show the, show the path and show the way and they see it come alive and uh, then they buy in. But that's how you truly care about people and don't have 4.3 million people walk off the job. You find out what people's dreams are and you help them explore their potential to achieve these dreams. It's not rocket science, but you know, there is a process. Like the first thing is you go in and find out what everybody's dreams are and it's a process. And then the second thing you do is you bring people through a process to decide, well, who do you need to become to achieve these dreams? And it's for them to tell me, not me to tell them. But once again, everybody raises their hand. I want to have a brighter future. And you say, okay, well, who do you need to become to achieve that, Anatoly? And they tell you. And then all you do is you help them get there. It's a beautiful way of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Interesting. Okay, uh, you mentioned about uh, someone uh, feels it's weird. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, I often see the same issue when... Uh, uh business owners have no time you know to uh, provide something new for example uh they pay a lot of attention to develop and innovate their products and that's um, that's okay you know because they have competition and uh, competitors <laughs> try to take away their positions uh, their customers and uh, when you wanna provide something new that uh, is not related with uh, the products uh, developing uh, or marketing they, yeah uh, i can understand why people uh think it's weird can you share your insights how to uh, optimize this time for example uh, i know that i need to improve my uh, positive environment you know to uh, provide something new uh, uh, and but i have no time that means uh, how to uh, share this time or uh, which way is better to uh, provide yeah uh, something like this well, no, and I mean, that's that's the thing with leaders. Uh, when they don't have a lot of time, they need to get better at delegating. And mm -hmm. this, like I said, it's a department that more and more companies are going to start looking at. And it's you have someone who is in charge 
of developing your people. That is not you. And uh, at the end of the day, in our lives, we can have three to five priorities. That's it. Otherwise, we're not putting our brand on it properly and we're spread too thin. And anything that falls out of your list of priorities, you need to be delegating it to another human being. Otherwise, you end up feeling overwhelmed and you're not happy. And then what the hell was the point anyways? Hmm. Yeah. But everyone as well within an organization needs to clearly define, these are my three to five responsibilities. These are my three to five priorities. Have a very clear role description and everything else gets delegated away. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, technical stuff. For example, uh, when you uh, have uh, a client who want to improve uh, environment, health environment on his company or her company, it doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, where do you start? You you start uh, talking to uh, employees, you start to uh, talking to a head of departments or uh, how you learn what you can fix. Because uh, you mentioned uh, it's... Uh, individual yes it's like personalization uh each company has own problems uh how to find uh, which problems you can fix and uh, pay attention with them i mean the first thing i do when i go into an organization is i go to the leadership team mm -hmm. and <clears throat> i find out what their dreams are and i have them write their eulogies now i don't know if you're familiar with that term but your eulogy is what they say about you when you're dead And I say to them, imagine you've lived out all of your dreams. The company has lived out all of their dreams. You've helped all of the team members live out all of their dreams. What would the eulogy of that person look like? How, how would the person describe the way they live their life? And I have them all literally write their eulogies. And then my first step is to find out where they're falling short as human beings. And then we slowly trickle that down into the organization. But it's a philosophy called beginning with the end in mind. We, we find the end everyone has in mind. Some people think it's morbid, but then people that do it, they, they love it and find it to be very liberating. But that, that's where we start. We find out what people's dreams are. And then we explore that idea of who they need to become to achieve the dreams. And we do that by having them write their eulogy. And then they all read their eulogy to the rest of the room. And I say, if everybody in this room just showed up every day and embodied, we look for 10 characteristics. I said, would this be a healthy workplace? Would the culture be fixed? And they all say, yeah, if we just showed up and embodied the characteristics of the person we just read about, this culture would be, it would be a 10 out of 10. And I go, that's where we're going to start. We got to mm -hmm. help you become who you need to become. And then we'll bring this through the rest of the org. And then they'll be seeing you transform and being a nice, nicer, more caring person. And then they're going to want what you're doing without you having to force it down upon them. All of my people that I work with, it's all voluntary. And when they institute our program, it's all voluntary. And it's not forced like the vaccine mandate. And everybody wants to show up and do it. 
because it's a very invitational process. When we force things, it creates a negative energy push. When we model the behavior and invite it lovingly, people, they all want to come aboard. But if everybody would just live out their eulogy, it'd be a great, healthy workplace. And I'd say, <laughs> as each leader reads it, I go, who, by a show of hands, would want to follow that person? Every hand goes up. And I say, it's all about becoming who you're created to be. If you can't do that, then you having an expectation of another human being is unfair. Yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, how to optimize all this process uh, when uh, a lot of people uh, work remotely? You know, they are at home. <laughs> how to optimize with, yeah, uh, we live in, the, uh, in this world with uh, uh, outbreak, you know, <laughs> with quarantine. And how, uh, can we handle the process uh, with people who are at home? Something like this, yeah. A absolutely. The mortgage company I spoke of, we have been completely virtual, 55 team members every two weeks uh, down in uh, down in Florida, where I live in the United States. Uh, I finally just met all of these people live about six months ago, but we've been full on virtual. Yeah, no, look. Praise God for the technology. I mean, look, the live stuff is awesome. I was in Oregon live. It was a lot of fun. That was what he loved, the owner of the company. But to each his own. Uh, most everything I do is is virtual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, look, if you don't expect people to drive down the road and lose time driving and having to get oil changes and fill it with gas and tires, that's a great level of caring for people. The whole you got to show up at an office. It's another dinosaur mindset. Uh, most of my clients have went back to a voluntary system. You can show up at the office if you want, or you can stay at home if you want. You need to do what you need to do. And there's been a couple that have been hybrid. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, dreams. You mentioned many times dreams, dreams. <laughs> People won't achieve uh, their dreams. Uh, that's okay. You know, I think that... Uh, uh, I have my dreams, my employees have own dreams. But for example, uh, if uh, uh, you talk with uh, uh, many employees and some of them wanna, uh, I don't know, to travel a lot, uh, the second wanna, uh, I don't know, to uh, earn uh, three times more, uh, uh, but uh, the salary can't allow it. How to uh, consider all these dreams uh, when uh, some of them are not... Uh, achievable right now for example uh I, I think that anything is possible but uh, uh yeah dreams are different and uh, uh but we need to unite them with uh company's culture with company's goals am i right yep. or not mm -hmm. oh no they all have to be aligned with the company's dreams for sure but i will tell you as far as people's dreams go uh, there's no judgment on what anybody's dreams are. It's not my position to judge other people. It's not your position to judge other people. And uh, whatever they want to go after, it's their own thing. I'm not there to tell them it's wrong or right. And what they find is when they begin to explore who they need to become to achieve the dream and reaching their full potential, they find the happiness and love, which is what they're really looking for. 
And they're so happy being on the journey of that, that, you know, what they end up accomplishing, it's wonderful, but the real joy is in becoming who we're created to be. And we know that to achieve dreams, people have to heal past wounds. And when they heal those wounds, they're much happier as well. But I have no judgment on people's dreams. What I have found is that when most people pull it out of their head and they put it on a sheet of paper and you're doing a monthly check-in with them on the progress and they know they're going to be getting checked in with each month, it, it is freaking amazing. Not only do people achieve the one dream, but they achieve a bunch of other dreams as well along the path. And if, uh, if I said, Anatoly, what is the big dream that you want to accomplish by the end of 2021? What would you tell me is the number one dream? Uh, you know, I have uh, long dreams, <laughs> short dreams, <laughs> medium one. Uh, I think that uh, my dream uh, uh, is to grow my audience, uh, uh, something like this. Uh, I can do it on LinkedIn and uh, I have some goal to uh, grow my audience by helping and supporting them. You know, I, I often see when many people can't uh, get their audience because they oversell, you know, their products, uh, uh, but they feel uh, people uh, don't follow uh, uh, others if they feel that uh, they try to sell something. Uh, and of course, yeah, uh, the best thing is to help and support. And my in 2021, yeah, it's only two months <laughs> to the end. I think yeah, no, uh, no. it's not a lot, you know. I think that quick results don't exist, you know. My dreams uh, are much longer, you know. It's like uh, what I can do. Um, yeah, I, I want to help uh, one my... Uh, uh, I have a big client uh, with a very good contract. Uh, I'm happy with that. And um, my dream to help more him you know to achieve more customers clients because if uh, my client is happy i'm happy as well you know and right. of course uh, um, i'm in the way to uh, fix my uh, environment uh, in my job because i had these uh, issues uh, a few years ago and uh, i decided to pay a lot more attention you know to uh, uh, to listen to employees to talk to them i share some time uh, i can uh, uh, talk face to face you know to ask uh, tell me what's going on uh, tell me what the problem but i never thought you know to to uh to ask about their dreams yeah now, yeah uh, so it, why is the foundation of every relationship hey anatoly you go hey john how's it going bud and i say great man hey anatoly i know you got that dream to grow your audience i just wanted to check in real quick is there anything i can do to help you and you say, you know what, John? Thanks so much for asking. At this time, there's not, but you just check it in like you do, man. I appreciate that so much. And you go, John, I know you got that big dream in 2021 to go on vacation with your kids to St. Augustine for Christmas. Is there anything I can help you with? And I say, hey, Anatoly, man, thanks so much for asking. And you know what? There is something you can help me with. Why is that not the foundation of every human relationship Instead of getting together and going, uh, life sucks. Let's go get a drink. Let's go do some shots of vodka at the bar. Why is every human relationship not the foundation of knowing what your most intimate dream is in helping each other get there? That's love. Great. And it is, it is, it is that easy. 
Yeah, I, I need to fix some. Uh, yeah, some. Uh, Why do we etiquette? not know? Like I talk to husbands, they don't know the dreams of their wives. And I talk to wives who don't know the dreams of their husbands. And I talk to parents who don't know the dreams of their kids. And it's like they get into this groundhog day of life. Like you wake up, you go to work, your kids go to school. You have like a little bit of good time on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, no, no, that's a life of quiet desperation. People need to know what one another's dreams are. And it needs to become a central focus of all relationships. And if that ultimately resulted in me being unemployed, I'd say totally fine because we live in a happier world. Why are dreams not the focus? Yeah, got it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I need to consider this. I need to learn more about. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll do it as well. I'll talk with my employees. I ask their dreams. I think they will listen to the show and <laughs> they'll come to me and ask, <laughs> okay, I want to share my dreams. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned about unemployment. Uh, can we, uh, can you share more insights? For example, uh, I think um, it's not only about um, uh, the situation. Yes, uh, with the corona. Or, uh, it's more about uh, uh uh, you, you know, I think that I read a few studies that uh, people are chasing uh, money and forget about uh, uh, working in companies uh, that provide, uh, I don't know, it's uh, like loving topic, loving job. And uh, when uh, people uh, want to achieve money, uh, they uh, usually take hating jobs and don't like it. Uh, and, you know, I, I had this issue as well. Uh, I think my second business was... Uh, uh, an online shop uh, and uh, I hated m Monday I, I loved Friday and uh, I think uh, that yeah I, I could earn good money but uh, I was uh, unhappy with that and uh, today I'm lucky <laughs> that I finished this job can you share more insights how to find a, a dream job uh, because yeah. I think uh, some of my audience uh, are uh, looking for a jobs they all often ask me the same question please help me tell me where uh, I can start how to find this job because uh, I don't know uh, everyone uh, wanna uh, more experience or uh, anything, something like this. Uh, yeah, share your insights. So, so Anatoly, if I said thinking about your own life, your own profession on a scale of one to 10, meaning you're completely dissatisfied and a 10 being you're fully living out your dream job, what would you grade yourself? Scale of one to 10. Mm, one to ten. Uh, ten being you're fully living out your dream job. I think uh, it's in the happiness. I don't know, like uh, three, four, five. I don't know, something like this. No, no, it's fine. So the point is, what's a ten out of ten even look like? Uh, I think uh, I'm in the way uh, to achieve a ten uh, because uh, right now uh, I love what I do. For example, mm -hmm. I can st uh, wake up in the morning and uh, start working. I can go to bed and uh, uh, to finish my work, I can work the whole day because it's not uh, a job. 
it's a hobby, you know, I love it. Uh, and uh, it's quite different. For example, uh, some of my employees can't uh, work like this. And I never ask them to work more than eight hours. Okay, it's your uh, choice. You you can do it uh, whatever you want in your time. But I think, you know, uh, they uh, don't understand why I can work uh, something like this. Because uh, it's not... Uh, it's not job it's more a hobby you know when you uh when uh, i'm ready to share all my time uh when uh, i don't need to uh, to get back to home and watch tv because i'm not interested with that it's better for me to read books you know to improve something in my skills yeah i think uh i can share something like this <laughs> yeah. no but that that's the first thing there's all these people that have quit and they've never even defined what a dream job even is. So I have a process with people and I find out what a 10 out of 10 even looks like. But most people jump around on jobs and they quit jobs and they get a new job and then they're a little bit happy and then they quit again and they really never explore and look within and even define in their life what a 10 out of 10 really looks like. And then after people define what a 10 out of 10 looks like, is you have to ask the big question. And this is where the trauma and people's wounds come up. Do you deserve to have a 10 out of 10? Now, most people answer, yeah, I deserve to have a 10 out of 10. But if we look at the actions of people's lives, they really don't believe it. So the first thing we have to do is go through a process and define like, what does a 10 out of 10 profession really look like for you in your life? And then do you deserve to have it? And then and then we go from there. But I, I'm like you, man. I'm passionate about what I do. I don't even feel like I have a job. It's uh, what I'm passionate about. And most people don't understand that what they're passionate about is of great value to other people. Because we live in a, a world populated with people who aren't passionate about anything. But, you know, yeah. with passion, you have the problem. Yeah. It's hard to uh, get money, you know, when you need to pay bills to feed your family. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's the main issue. For example, mm -hmm. I have my uh, friend and uh, uh, he has uh, four kids, wife, and uh, uh, but uh, he works in the place where uh, he hates to uh, spend time. But uh, he can't change to uh, his loving job. Uh, and uh, replied to me because I, I couldn't do it. I need to feed my family. How I can uh, leave this job? How I can quit it? Because uh, I don't want to see my hungry kids. You know, I spent, mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to sacrifice my uh, lifetime uh, to uh, provide uh, everything for them, you know, to feed them, uh, to uh, buy clothes and something like this uh, and it's the main issue uh, i think uh, when you want to uh, achieve uh, uh, your passion job that means you need to be patient and you need to uh, be ready that uh, money will come later you know and but uh, i completely agree that uh, good money you can earn only if you uh, work in a passion job uh, if you work in a hating job, you never achieve uh, good money because uh, uh, you can feel tired, you are not motivated, you are not interested with that. Can you share more insights? What to do if uh, uh, you uh, you need to pay bills, but uh, it's not your job? 
Well, no, and I mean, there's a lot of people that certainly get themselves into financial slavery. And that is a huge problem. And they get themselves into financial slavery, trying to be happy and bringing a lot of things into the world. And when you bring things into the world, they all own you a little bit. So when I'm working with people who are in extreme case, we've got to get real, but they need to spend an hour a week developing whatever it is they're passionate about mm-hmm. and, 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 and make sure they're not doing nothing. And uh, I, at one time, a long time ago, I was one of those people. And I started spending about an hour a week developing my side business. And then it was ready to launch. And inside of one year with no marketing and no website, I had 101 coaching clients. But I spent time building the infrastructure a little bit each week, doing what I could. Because if you want to live the life of your dreams seven days a week, then you got to work on them a little bit seven days a week, no matter what your situation is. Otherwise, you ain't getting there. Yeah. Totally. That's um, little baby amounts of time in it. People find their way. When you really want it, it happens. Yeah. Great, great actors, by the way. They uh, uh, come to LA and uh, they uh, are working uh, uh, like waitress or any other occupations. Yeah. And yeah, they uh, learn how to improve their uh, acting uh, in the evening. <laughs> you can do it yeah you have uh, 16 hours a day eight hours you can work in your hating job uh in, in with the goal to achieve a dream job uh, in the future yeah you have additional eight hours okay jonathan uh, great discussion uh, uh the last question how uh, people can uh, reach out to you learn more about you and uh, order your services Uh, Thank you so much for asking, Anatoly. Of course, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. You see my name there. It's perfectly spelled. And I always love talking to people. I have no agenda to sell you anything. My life's about building relationships. And all of life's opportunities come from relationships. So if we're always developing them, things turn out good. So you can find me on LinkedIn uh, as well. uh, Let me put it. uh, I'll put this in the chat. Maybe you can post it in there wherever uh it goes i'm gonna leave my email there uh i think uh people when they will listen to this episode on apple spotify uh you can find all uh links uh to linkedin profile uh if you have a website i can i'll submit as well and uh yeah just uh, open the description below uh reach out to jonathan uh very valuable uh you share a lot of insights and you know i think that i'll uh, <laughs> i'm going to uh use some of your insights uh in both times uh yeah. yeah it's interesting and then, you know i have my youtube channel my daughter and i basically have all this content on youtube videos we put out two a week And uh, it's all there. And uh, I give it all away there. But of course, people want to work with you intimately as well. And and that's great. And uh, But I love hearing from people. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. 
Yeah. Okay, guys, you need to do it because if you want to live a happy life, it's better to talk to Jonathan, you know, and learn additional insights. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for taking your time. I know that you uh, are busy and, you know, but you share a lot of interesting insights that I'm going to use myself in my company. And uh, when my employees will listen to this episode, I think they will know about that. Okay. Thanks a lot. And uh, see you. Much love, my friends. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.